Ed Peters, and I welcome you to What's New. We return today to Matthew chapter 5, moving on to verses 3 and 4. We are looking at Matthew's account of what is known as the Sermon on the Mount, the first of four discourses given by our Lord during his ministry here on earth. Now, with these verses today, we begin to look at what is known as the Beatitudes. The Christian can take the principles set down in the Sermon on the Mount and consider them in the light of other scriptures. This will provide a wider view and a better understanding of the mind of Christ. For example, in the two verses that we will focus on today, the poor in spirit are referred to in Zephaniah 3.12. And this verse is in reference to a future time when the nation will be purified, the Jewish remnant restored, and Jerusalem purged. In the book of Micah, chapter 7, we are given an example of those who will mourn and will be comforted. This also is in reference to a future time when gloom will turn into triumph at the time that there will be victory for God's kingdom. Now, here are verses 3 and 4 of Matthew, chapter 5. Humble men are very fortunate, he told them, for the kingdom of heaven is given to them. Those who mourn are fortunate, for they shall be comforted. Days are filled with sorrow and care, hearts are lonely and drear. Burdens are lifted at Calvary, Jesus is very near. Burdens are lifted at Calvary, Calvary. is very near. Cast your care on Jesus today. Leave your worry and fear. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. Troubled soul, the Savior can see every heartache and tear. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. is very near. Jesus is very near. Now here with today's study is Pastor Henry Horder. One day near the upper part of the Sea of Galilee, Jesus, when he saw the crowds, went up on a hillside. The people who wanted to identify with him followed him. 
and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5, verse 3. With those words, Jesus began one of his most popular messages. It's called the Sermon on the Mount and is recorded by Matthew in chapters 5 through 7 of his gospel. The first part of the message consists of eight or nine statements, usually referred to as the Beatitudes. That word comes from the Latin word beatify, which is made up of two words, meaning to make happy. The reason Bible students call these statements of Jesus Beatitudes is because of the first word in each statement, the word blessed. One of its meanings is happy. So, blessed are the poor in spirit. While that word blessed means happy, it might also be looked at as meaning fortunate. While Jesus is making a prediction that those who enter his kingdom will be blessed or happy or fortunate, he is also making a statement that all believers in the Lord, all who possess his life in any time frame, are blessed. I come next to the word poor. When Luke recorded this statement of Jesus, he simply wrote, Blessed are the poor. When I was in school, I was once asked to write an essay on the subject, The Uses of Adversity. While wealth and prestige are not condemned in the Bible, kept in their proper place, they have their value. But the Bible does speak much about the uses or advantages of being poor. Matthew, however, talks about those who are poor in spirit. That has to do not with property, but with spiritual matters. That word poor is the translation of a Greek word meaning destitute. Not just having little, but having nothing. It's abject poverty. In classical Greek, this word was used to describe a beggar who had no money or social position, no wealth, no privilege or prestige. Perhaps Matthew is then saying that that's what we humans are without God. We are spiritually destitute. We have absolutely nothing to offer God. There is absolutely nothing within us that merits salvation. If we trust even ever so slightly in honor, prestige, social position, wealth, or anything else, then we are in great spiritual danger of perishing. When it comes to standing before God, we must recognize who we are in the presence of a holy God. We have no resources that we can offer Him that would help us to gain His favor for salvation or for entrance into His kingdom. We can only come to Him as destitute sinners. Man is really helpless and must trust only in the Lord. That's why the work of Christ on the cross is so crucially important. His sacrificial death alone satisfies God's holiness. Every human must come poor in spirit, as one totally destitute and totally dependent on the Lord. That's God's way. He who depends on anything else, any good deeds, is not poor in spirit. When it comes to entering the presence of God, 
man must detach himself from things or deeds and attach himself only to Christ. Only such will joyfully accept his sovereign rule. Anyone else will not. This brings me to the next beatitude. Jesus said, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Chapter 5, verse 4. While there are many ways of looking at these statements of Jesus, perhaps with this one, Jesus is saying that it is right to mourn when we realize man's lost condition and his total inability to present himself before God on any personal merit. Realizing our inabilities and recognizing our needs as totally destitute ones, we will mourn. There will be no spiritual comfort for any person who trusts in his own accomplishments or merits. Only those who properly recognize who and what they really are and what it will take to enter God's presence will be comforted. It takes nothing less than the sacrifice of Christ, God himself. Obviously, the mourning does not refer to lamenting over the loss of earthly property or personal comfort or such things, but mourning over our own limitations as humans under sin. Only such can depend on God's sympathy. Mourning over sin involves more than just a cold acknowledgement of personal bankruptcy. Weeping over sin is often reported and encouraged in the Scriptures. Sin is desperately serious, and tears of sorrow, remorse, and repentance are in place. Jesus had just preached, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. No person will enter God's kingdom unless he comes in deep sorrow for personal sins. The writer of Psalm 119 wrote, Streams of tears flow from my eyes, for your law is not obeyed. He was weeping over the corporate sins of his people. One writer wrote that those who claim to experience all the joys of salvation without first coming with tears for sin mistake the nature of God and his holiness and fail to understand the nature of salvation. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. The final and total cessation of any mourning will come when we go to be with the Lord when God himself shall Wipe away all tears. You said you'd come and share all my sorrows. You said you'd be there for all my tomorrows. I came so close. To sending you away, but just like you promised, you came there to stay. I just had to pray, and Jesus said, Come to the water, stand by.
What's new is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.